inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. I love a good applause in the morning. Man, what man doesn't like to start off with a good applause? Now, the cool thing is, can I end with a good applause? See, that's the key. You know, our beginnings and our ending are different. Right? I mean, you look through the Bible, and there's a lot of people that had great beginnings. Man, you look at someone like Solomon. What a great beginning. Uh, You look at someone like David. What a great beginning. And man, you can start looking at endings that aren't so good. And then you can look at other people that had a terrible beginning. Terrible beginning. Uh, Rahab. uh, Manasseh. uh, And yet, their endings were far greater. See, that tells you that that we have some choices, we have some options. And today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're going to talk about. Remember, this is your hour of power. This is where I want to help you get better. That's what inspiration, education, application. Why do you think I say those three words over and over? Why do you think Lee every once in a while gives me the old applause, right? Because we need to be reminded, right? We need to remember. We need to refocus, That's key because we can get scattered. We can get off track all the time. There are so many things pulling on us. Shiny objects, squirrel, uh, 27 channels of ESPN, uh, 52 types of sports to watch. Um, uh, Wow. I heard an old saying a long time ago, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And today it's time to focus. Today I want to ask you a question. Are you fighting the good fight? Isn't that an interesting question? And there's actually two questions in it. First of all, you'd have to know that there's a good fight, right? You got to know that there's a difference in the fights. And number two, you need to know how to fight that fight, right? You see, the desire to to be more, to to impact more, to to make a bigger difference, it comes from a warrior mindset. And the question today and every day, really, we have to ask ourselves, what are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to fight for? Now, when I say fight, some of you automatically go to this fake January 6th insurrection. Oh, my, please. You know, we just celebrate July 4th. You know what? July 4th was a fight. It was a rebellion. We rebelled against Britain. Uh, this country was founded upon rebellion, on, on people saying, hey, enough's enough. Don't tread on me. And nowadays, if you have any rebellion against unconstitutional acts, now you're a, you're a domestic terrorist. But you got to realize that we were we were made warriors. I mean, look at the Bible. Uh, the the guy who wrote uh, almost as much of the New Testament as anybody, but believe it or not, actually Luke wrote more words uh, than Paul did. But uh, Paul wrote more books. But all the time he talks about the analogy of fighting, to fighting the good fight, to stand firm, to put on the armor of God, to 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 not be boxing against the wind. Right? I mean, he talks about it all the time. But again, you got to consider what are you willing to fight for? 
You know, every day I send out uh, scripture. It's a leadership. It's a. It's basically you know adding that that spiritual piece to your daily walk. And I always send it out. And I address each person I send it to in three roles: warrior, leader, and conduit. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to know who you are. Knowing your identity is the most important thing. I mean, even look at Jesus uh, when he walked on this planet. It's only the Gospel of John that records this. They say seven I am statements, but there's eight I am statements. Because he also said before Abraham was I am. Eight I am statements of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ felt it so important to let people know who he was. Because when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot easier. We can't get as distracted. So as a leader, you got to realize we live in a world where people are looking for people to follow. Whether we're talking about social media or daily actions, people are looking for people to follow. And neuroassociative conditioning, which is called NAC, NAC, tells us that there are two primary drivers in life. The desire for pleasure, the avoidance of pain. In other words, we're either moving towards something we want or moving away from something we don't want. And let's be honest, Billy Graham was very bold and upfront with us. He told us years ago, Christians do more to scare people away from Christ than anything the devil could ever devise. People are either using us as an example of what they would love to be like, or they use us as an example of what they would never want to be like. And we must realize that people are always watching, and since there are always people watching, then live and lead our lives in a way that is pleasing to God, or whatever your standard is. My standard is God. You got to have a standard. If it's not God, you got to have something else. I live my life in a standard as best I can as pleasing to God and allows others an example to follow. See, leadership is a loop. We must flex our pecs, leaders. It's called permission. It's called example. It's called culture, P-E-C. We give people permission through our actions. A picture's worth a thousand words. What you're doing speaks so loudly that people don't need to hear the sermon you're preaching. So we must be a leader who gives people permission to do godly things or whatever your standard is and create a great culture that allows for those things to manifest and then a conduit. See, I love this concept. There are only two vessels that we as human beings can be. We can be a cistern or a conduit. You see, a cistern holds things. It's a, a vase, a vase, a cup or a bowl. And, and uh, as I like to joke, you know, you know what the difference between a vase and a vase is? About $50,000 a year in income. That's about the difference. <laughs> but a conduit is something that holds on to things. A conduit is a pass through. I'm sorry, it's not a holds on to things. A conduit is a pass through agent, where a cistern is something that holds on to things. I use the example of the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is one of the lowest places on the planet. A few underground waterways feed the Dead Sea, but nothing flows out of the Dead Sea. Anybody get this yet? That's why it's called the Dead Sea. It feeds nothing. And many people have poured into us leaders. We've been a receptacle of blessings, of time, of resources, and sometimes God allows us pain uh, and struggles to make us more into his image of his son. So what are we doing with those resources? Are we holding on to them? Are we storing them up for ourselves? Or are we pouring into others so that we are building people? See, we have been blessed to be a blessing others. We have so that we can give. And when we think about ourselves as a conduit, we know that we are a pass-through agent, that what we have is a blessing to others. And the third role, one I'm going to focus on today, is warrior. You see, we are called to fight the good fight of faith. God says it's impossible to please him without faith. 
And faith is a belief system, right? We're called to wage the bow of the mind. Paul, in much of his writing, uses warrior metaphors I talked about. We're called to fight the good fight, to put on the armor of God, to hold our thoughts captive. If we are married, we should be fighting for the sanctity and purity of our wedding bed and our thoughts. If we are parents, then we should be fighting for the innocence of our children from a world that is looking to pervert and twist them into children of the world instead of children of God. And if we are in business, we're to be fighting for market share, for viability in the marketplace. If you're going to live your life... Like it matters. We must rise the challenge as warriors. And so today we're going to have someone join us. So we're going to have uh, Kevin Parker. Uh, he's a great warrior. He's a great story. He's a graduate of mine. Uh, he just staffed with me a couple weeks ago. Uh, and he's actually working with me. We're writing a brand new training called True Warrior. And I want to hear from warriors, and it's about fighting the good fight. It's about knowing who we are and why we're here. It's about doing things different. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're doing what everybody else is do, doing, I hate to tell you, you're probably not a good warrior. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're probably not a god, good conduit. And if you're doing what everybody else is doing, we got enough of those leaders. You're probably not a good leader. You got to know, what are you willing to fight for? We always talk about what are you willing to die for? Let me suggest, what are you willing to live for? Because dying is a momentary thing. What are you willing to die for? That's a one-time thing. But what are you willing to live for? What are you willing to get up each day and commit to heart, body, and soul? And then go to bed at the end of the day and get up the next day and do it again and again and again. Today, we're going to talk about warrior training. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. You know, today we're talking about warrior training. You know, I've been on the radio now. This is my seventh year, and, uh, you know, I'm getting better. I got a long ways to go. Uh, it's been one of the toughest things I've done. Not the most difficult, not the most challenging, but I don't want to do anything just good enough. Uh, I don't want to just check a box. I hate box checkers. And uh, one thing I do, you know, I, I pay a lot of money for this radio show, not just in uh, resources of money, but I pay a lot in time. I pay a lot in creativity. Uh, I pay a lot of my focus and all that. I don't want to just do anything for anything. And, uh, you know, seven years I've been doing it, and uh, I still am not anywhere close to the, the radio show host, the interviewer I want to be. And I remember about uh, two years ago, I was telling my wife, man, this is a lot harder than I thought. You know, I think I'm starting to get okay at it. And, and I think right now I'm getting better at it. Uh, and I'll never forget what my wife said to me. She said, you know, uh, honey, people go to school for this, right? I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. They do, don't they? You know, there are schools to learn things. And sometimes we just have to learn things. The school of life is the school of hard knocks. 
the school of uh, uh, real life. Sometimes you don't have to things to be perfect. Sometimes you're not blessed where you don't have all this privilege, where you don't have a name that you're no longer working on CBS f- uh, Sports, and now all of a sudden you stop doing that, and now everybody wants to pay you money to talk on the radio. Uh, not one of those where people know your name, and so no matter what you do now, someone's going to pay you to do it. Sometimes you just got to go out and make things happen. You got to fight the good fight. You got to be a warrior. And if you don't know who you are and why you're here and whose you are and what you want and what you're willing to, to work for, then it's going to come up short. I remember a story a long time ago. Uh, a guy was, uh, uh, was uh, with a group of leaders, and uh, he said, hey, who here would like 50 bucks? And every hand in the room goes up. And the guy goes, okay, put your hands down. He goes, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand in one building. I'm going to take two high-rise buildings, 30-story buildings, and they're only going to be 200 feet apart. And I'm going to put a rope across the top of one building, top of the other. On one side, I'm going to be standing over there with a $50 bill. How many of you would walk across that rope hundreds of feet, thousands of feet in the air for that $50? And not one single hand went up. Where before, every single hand in that room went up, so they all wanted $50. But they weren't willing to walk across a two, 300-foot uh, little wire thousands of feet in the air. And then with that, the gentleman said, now... I'm holding your child, a newborn child, that baby, that son, that daughter. And if you don't walk, I drop that child. How many would walk? Every single hand in the room went up. See, it was Nietzsche who said that he who has a why can bear almost any how. And as leaders, we got to ask ourselves this question, what are we willing to fight for? What's worth fighting for? Are you fighting the good fight? And so many people uh, just roll over. So many people are confused today. So many people feel helpless and hopeless. And that's the definition of insanity. I'm sorry, the definition of uh, depression. It is insanity as well. That's what depression is. Helpless and hopeless. And it's not what happens to you in life that makes you who you are. It's how you respond to it. And today we're blessed because I got a good friend of mine, a graduate of mine. Uh, he's, uh, we're working on a training together. Uh, the man, I tell you, I met him uh, at a function in Southern Cal. We were both presenters. Uh, and uh, when he got up there and shared his story, it blew me away. And I'm like, dude, you rock. Uh, and I've been blessed to walk with him since then because he's a great warrior. He's fighting a good fight. Uh, let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Kevin Parker. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? Okay. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. It's an absolute honor to be on your show again. I'm really excited. I've been listening into the show, and uh, man, you've dropped a lot of knowledge bombs. Yeah, well, and thanks, I totally buddy. Agree Appreciate with you it. on every one of those perspectives. Well, hey, brother, I, you know you're such a powerful speaker and help people. And we're gonna we're gonna have three segments today, but you know I'd love for you to share your story. You know we got about uh, six minutes till break, so uh, share your story. You know when you get up there, you have a three five minute story that you share. If you could kind of summarize it in five to six minutes, what, what tell me Kevin Parker's story. 
Well, as, as, as early as I can remember, I dealt with so many different traumas. When I was two years old, my mother moved in with my stepfather. He had two sons. Unfortunately, the one that was my age got attacked by a wolf, completely mutilated his face, ripped off his scalp, and even took one of his ears. And from this trauma that nobody should ever go through, he was a very mean and nasty and aggressive kid. Me coming into his house, I was the enemy. So he never missed an opportunity to physically, mentally, and emotionally abuse me. And I thought I was in hell. At five years old, I was suicidal. And at about 10 years old, to numb the pain, I was introduced to drugs and alcohol. And that became a crutch for a very, very long time. Throughout high school, I was dabbling with just about every drug you could ever try. I was selling drugs to get by. And at 18 years old is when everything hit the fan. I get into a head-on collision with a bus, injuring my neck and my back. And the doctors prescribed me painkillers. And I got severely addicted. Before I knew it, like every other addiction, I lost everything in my life. My friends, family, relationships, every opportunity, every ounce of self-respect gone. Before I knew, knew it, I looked around. I was completely by myself. I ended up homeless. I had nothing going for me. And at 25 years old, homeless, my father took me in. He said, Kevin, you could stay. He let me stay for about six months until he gave me an ultimatum. And he said, you have a serious problem. Either get help or get out. Me being all prideful, 25 years old, thinking I knew everything. I told him, I don't need you. I'm leaving. I stormed out the house, grabbed my safe, threw it on my shoulder, and I walked about a half a mile to my best friend's house. With tears running down my face, I showed up to my friend's mother and told him that my father hated me that I had nowhere to go, and that if she could take me in, it would be really great. She said, no problem. You could stay as long as you like. She took me a bowl of macaroni and cheese that night, and it should have been the last meal of my life. That morning, everybody woke up, except for me. They found me face first in my vomit, blue, completely unresponsive. The next thing that I knew was I was waking up in the ICU from a coma three weeks later. They told me that I died three times. It got so bad that a priest come in and read me my last rites. The first thing the doctor said when I woke up was, Kevin, it doesn't look good. You're probably not going to make it through the night. He hooked up to about 10 different machines, tubes coming out of my throat, out of my lungs, out of my junk, all over the place. I prayed to God for the first time begging and pleading for a second chance. This was the first time that I actually realized that God existed because I had a incredible experience while I was in that coma that showed me God existed. And I begged and pleaded. I said, God, I learned my lesson. Please just get me out of this. Give me a second chance. I promise I'll change. I promise I'll make a difference in this world. Just give me one more shot. Weeks went on, no response. Until one day, the doctor walked in, said, Kevin, I got some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is, I think you're going to make it. The bad news is, we're going to have to take your leg or you're going to die tonight. Now, to me, this was amazing news because they told me if I survived, I was going to lose all four of my limbs and be a complete vegetable. I had multi-organ failure, 108 fever. My brain was frying. They had me under ice blankets. There was no shot. But when I got this, I had the first glimmer of hope. 
and the first answered prayer from God that I was aware of. Hmm. And I was grateful. Although I had so many different uh, emotions, gratitude Hmm. was the emotion that I held on to the most. Hmm. Now, I spent about four months in that hospital, not knowing what was going to happen, whether I was going to live or die, how my life was going to look. I had to learn how to walk again, talk again, drink again, eat again, breathe again, like I was a baby. When I got out of that hospital, I thought the challenge and the fight was over. I was far from uh, right. When I pulled up to my house and I realized I had to get up two flights of stairs just to get to my bed, it might as well have been a mountain. It took me an hour and a half and every ounce of strength that I can muster to get up those stairs. When I got to my bed, I collapsed in pure exhaustion. And this is when everything hit me. I was all alone. I was missing a leg. I was half the weight I used to be. Couldn't see in one of my eyes. One of my hands did not move at all. I had no, nowhere to go. I had no job, no career, no direction, no girlfriend, no friends. Gone. Again, I was suicidal. But you know what? I knew that God existed. And I knew that I had somebody on my side that was bigger than me, stronger than me, wiser than me. And it gave me hope. Mm. And he taught me mm. through prayer and meditation how to turn my biggest weaknesses into my biggest strengths. So instead of being an addict and a junkie and addicted to drugs, I became a self-development junkie. I gained every ounce of wisdom, knowledge, skill. Anything that I can get, I absorbed. I was like a sponge. And the more that I grew, the stronger I got. The stronger I got, the more ambitious I got. The more capable I became, the more I realized I was a conduit for God. The more I realized that I could do good in this world, that I can have meaning, that I can have purpose. So ever since this, I've been dedicating my life to speaking in schools to kids about addiction. Hold on, Kevin. Hold on, hold on, Kevin. Hold on, Matt. Hold on, that Kevin. Woo! Get me going, brother. So we're getting ready to go to heartbreak, Kevin. Hold that thought. So today we're talking about fighting the good fight, warrior training, and we got special guest Kevin Parker joining us. So stay tuned. You want to hear this message? We'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about warrior training. You know, the biggest things in life you need to be trained for. 
If you're a pilot, you got to go to training. If you're a mechanic, you got to go to training. You know, some interesting things we don't get trained for is how to be a parent, right? We just, two people meet each other and they swipe left and swipe right. And if they don't do the right things, then all of a sudden there's a baby, right? We don't have, I I say this all the time. Many people uh, would love to have kids that can't. Let's be honest, how many people did have children that never should have? And you got to think about that. You know, we have all these opportunities. We got opportunities put in front of us. And what we do with those opportunities really matter. And sometimes you got to learn on the job. And when you live your life like it matters, there's going to be a lot of stuff thrown at you you can't control. But when you know who you are, when you know why you're here, and most importantly, when you know whose you are, then you're willing to fight the good fight. Uh, And today we're talking to a a fellow warrior. I consider myself a warrior. You know, can't control what happens to you, but you can control what happens in you. Uh, This man's become a friend. I met him in an Elevate conference where we're both presenters. Uh, We've become friends. Uh, uh, He's been through my leadership training, and he staffed with me a couple weeks ago, and then we're writing a training together. So I thought we'd uh, come on to have him come on the show with us and just talk about uh, the warrior training because like anything great, you got to be trained. And so let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, uh, Park, uh, Mr. Parker. Kevin, I appreciate you so much for being here, my friend. Uh, like I said earlier, it's a pleasure to be here. Anything I can do with you, Mr. Black, I'm all for it. You've taught me so much over these past few months. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, that story you sh- share just moved me because, you know, you had a there was a couple moments in there. You had to fight. There was a lot of levels of fighting. Uh, and I think what God was doing was getting your heart ready, because one thing I've learned in life, every time I get a victory, there's a little bit of a rest. I get a little bit of time to rest on the mountain of God. But I know there's another valley coming ahead of it. Uh, and in that valley, we got to remember what that mountaintop was like. You know, we talk about it, Kevin, that life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys as highs and lows and let's be honest there are some days you wake up right and you wonder uh how well you're doing in the battles that is that correct or sometimes you feel overwhelmed sometimes you feel uh you know troubled is that true i'm constantly overwhelmed i'm probably one of the biggest yep. failures you ever met but i learn from every single failure and i don't make Amen. the same mistake twice Yep. And that's what people don't get. And see, people like you and me get, you know, we went through early on. I don't know about you, but early on when I would get discouraged or when I would feel down or I'd feel depressed, that voice in my head says, see, you can't teach anybody. Look, you're struggling. And that's the lie. That's actually where my strength is. And you've seen that in class. And I think that's where your strength is. Humble leaders. Uh, I love the word meek. You know, a lot of people equate the word, Kevin, meek to weak because it sounds the same. It's not weak. Meek is a bridled stallion. Meek means power under control. And, and Kevin, you're a powerful man. There's no way you could have overcome what you've been through without the grace of God and without God making you a warrior. But you do have days that are better than others and weeks that are better than others. Is that fair enough? Is, Is that a fair statement? That's absolutely correct. And, and what do you do, just so other people can hear, because I know what I do, but when you hit that low point, when you're like beating yourself up and you wonder how you could help anybody else when you're such a mess, because I feel that way sometimes. I'm pretty hard on myself. How do, you, how do you refocus? What do you do to remind yourself and get yourself back on that warrior mindset? Well, one thing that I know is God has a way of turning pain into power. And I've noticed that every single moment in life is either a blessing or a lesson. And the, the good news is, 
lessons are blessings as well. So every single moment is a blessing. It's just how you look at it, how you have your perspective and you change your paradigm to see the golden nugget in that event. Oh, so true. So true. And and again, this is not some, some guy sitting behind a Berkeley desk. Nothing wrong with Berkeley. But you're not some professor <laughs> that sat there and wrote a book. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm a lot older than you, Kevin. I think I'm 20 years older. But back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. It was like 30 years in the 80s, you know, the classic 80s movie. So Rodney Dangerfield's a successful businessman, but he, he never got a degree. And so he's going to go back to school and get a degree. But he has this like big and tall store, huge like big and tall stores all over the country. Really successful businessman. So he's sitting in a business class and a professor who's been a professor all his life, who's never owned a business, who's never hired anybody, who's never employed anybody, sit there and teach him, here's how you run a business. You do this, you do that. And Rodney Dangerfield scratches his head like, that's not how I did anything at all. And, and he gets up and here you have one theoretical way of running a business and then you have a practical a guy who 30 years actually in the in the trenches in the battle made a lot of mistakes learned from those mistakes overcame says man no you don't do it that way you do it this this and this that's who you are you're the guy who doesn't look pretty on the outside like I don't not that you're not a good looking guy don't get me wrong but you're the guy who made the mistakes and you know I, I sent you over that thing Kevin that book because a leader has to remind themselves. So leader has to encourage themselves. And so I sent you over the book, The Prisoner in the Third Cell, and it's by Gene oh. Edwards. And the and the opening, this is what the opening, I heard it four times, but for the first time I saw the book in print. And let me read what the opening says. It says, Dear Reader, no one can fully understand the pain you feel as you suffer your present situation, whether it came upon you because of circumstances or by the deeds of men. One thing is certain. Listen to this, Kevin. So powerful. Before this present tragedy entered into your life, it first passed through the sovereign hand of God. Whoa. That, that is intense. That means God allowed it. God might not have wanted it. It might not have been what God had laid out for you, but what he said was God allowed it. And then one last thing, and I want to get your take on this, and then from Gene Edwards' second book, A Tale of Three Kings, it says this. Talk about King David. He said, David was caught in a very uncomfortable position, however. He seemed to grasp a deep understanding of the unfolding drama in which he had been caught. He seemed to understand something that few, if even the wisest men of his day understood, something that in our day, when men are wiser, still even fewer understand it. And you said this, but listen to this, so powerful. And what was that? He said, quote, God did not have, but wanted very much to have men and women who would live in pain. God wanted a broken vessel. Isn't that so powerful? Oh, yes. I completely agree. I'm a broken vessel. 100%. Amen. Until he breaks us. I mean, the story of Gideon. If you know Gideon, he's in the wine press. He's the eighth of the lion's child. He's the least of the least. Uh, he's in a wine press pressing on grapes. And then the angel of the Lord comes, oh, mighty uh, uh, warrior of Israel or whatever it was, or uh, mighty warrior. He goes, who are you talking to, me? Uh, me? Uh, and think the whole thing, Gideon took on the the most powerful army in the world, the Syrian army, without 
shooting a single shot. And you know what they did? They got lanterns. And those lanterns, they walked up, and when they got to the top of the mountain, they were called to break those lanterns open. And once the lanterns broke open, that light shined bright and a loud noise. They all had trumpets and loud noise on the top, so it echoed in the valley below. So it sounded like this huge army was invaded, and there was light all around them, so the massive army. But it took them to break those lanterns for all that power to come out of it. To, uh, it's powerful. And that's us. God wants to use us. And, and that's why, as a warrior, we're never there. We're, we're never uh, uh, at home. We're always working to be better. We're under construction. And knowing that, you went through my training. And you got to tell people, you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot physically. You've been through a lot of training. You train people. So just in a cap, what, what was Leadership Awakened like? What did it do for you? How did it reinforce your warrior mindset? Well, honestly, it, it told me, it made me aware of what I didn't know, of what I wasn't aware of. It gave me like a, a sixth sense, being able to see things that I normally wasn't able to see. I was, I was very, very aware of my weaknesses. I was very aware of my strengths. And it really helped me situate myself for optimal success. Oh, wow. And, and, but you went in there open-minded, but you went in there with a warrior mindset, right? You went in there believing that I had something to offer. You went in there believing that God was not done with you yet. And you went in there believing that there's always more. Uh, those three are true statements, correct? Yes. And, and that's the key. It, the warrior, to me, I don't know about you, but I think the mindset... Your mindset that you had when you overcame these things, your mindset when you said, you know what, this is the battle I'm going to be waging, at least I got life, and at least God is walking with me, that mindset is critical, because I don't know about you, but the time that I'm the weakest, the time that I'm the most ineffective, when I let the devil take control of my mind, and then I start having a pity party. You know what I'm talking about? I feel sorry for myself. Can, you, can a warrior feel sorry for themselves, Kevin? <laughs> Uh, absolutely. It happens to the best of us, but you got to snap out of that because it yep. doesn't do any good. Well, that's the key. Our thoughts, right? You learned this in class. The body releases 63 known chemicals, and those chemicals are released based on what we're focused on and those what we're thinking about, our breathing and our physiology. And when you have self-confidence, when you know that the God of the universe is guiding you, when you know that you were made for this moment in time like Esther, when you know that you can handle all things uh, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, that, that you can handle all things through Christ who strengthens you, that in your weakness, his strength is perfected. When you have that supporting belief system, the victim goes away and the warrior comes out. That what's worked for me. Is that how you do it as well? But I know that works for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, confidence is an amazing thing. You have to have confidence. But on the other side of that coin, you need to be humble. Because like when I took Amen. your class the first time, I went in there confident, like, yes, I'm a public speaker. I'm a trainer. I know all this stuff. I went in there. And sure be, sure behold, within the first yep. uh, 20 minutes of the class, <laughs> I was humbled very quick. I was yeah. brought to my knees and put in my yep. place and put me back into the student role to know that I didn't know everything. Yeah. Yeah, but the cool thing is, Kevin, in all fairness, you responded. It, you were a willing participant because, trust me, that battle happens with me and other warriors, uh, and they don't give in so easily. You did because you know who you are, you know why you're here, you know who you are. Stay with us, Kevin. We're getting ready to go to hard break. After the break, we're going to continue talking about the true warrior, and we have Kevin Parker joining us. We'll be right back.
Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Black, and today we're joined by fellow warrior uh, Kevin Parker. Hey, Kevin, I just got a text from a listener. It said, uh, you want to put butts in chairs? Have Kevin on once a month and let him take listeners' questions. I guarantee it. <laughs> so uh, I'm telling you, buddy. You're, yeah, I'm telling you. Well, and this is the cool. This is why I want Kevin on because there's a couple things. First of all, Kevin, uh, you came back uh, a couple weeks back and you staffed with me. You know, I always recommend. You know, one thing that's cool about what we do is not only once you go through the training, uh, do you have access to me? You have the daily radio show. You have the daily text I send out to a thousand people a day. You know, the way warrior blog all that access but you also can come back on staff and uh, you a couple weeks ago you came back on staff uh, uh, and man I always tell people you'll get as much if not more when you come back on staff because you see things you missed uh, you see actually how hard we work to get people on board but if you wouldn't mind just taking a minute or two to share with people when you gave back and you staffed you assisted in this last class I think it was with 236 what did you get from that I know what you gave but what did you get from that how did it how did it help your growth well, first of all, I recommend absolutely anybody that's on the fence to go staff at this event because when you're doing it, here's you running around, you're totally focused on getting things done, being the best heart, mind, body, and soul, but you don't understand why you're doing it. So when you're in staff, you see the genius, you see the actual the, the, the process unfolding in front of you, and it puts all the pieces together. So now I understood yeah. why I was doing this and why I was doing that. And it solidified all the different things that I went through and really, really reinforced the progress and impact that it had the first time that I did it. It was an amazing uh, decision that I made. I'm so grateful that I went to staffing and I'm looking forward to staffing even more because I believe I still missed on a few things because there's so many things. It's jam packed with incredible processes that really change your life. Yeah, and Kevin and I are walking together. God brought us together for a reason. Uh, he's kind enough to use the word mentor when he talks about me. I use a friend. I learn a lot from Kevin too. Like I said, he's uh, he's been through a lot more pain. You know, I always I can play victim with the best of them, and that's my weakness. I can feel sorry for myself. And when I see someone like Kevin who's been through a lot, whether it's whether you caused it or not, none of that matters. Pain is pain. I don't get wrapped up in well, you caused it yourself. You I, that's if you go down that road, you are less than human, I believe, because we all cause things and by the grace of God there go I right when I see a homeless person yet by the grace of God there go I when I see someone who's screwed up yet by the grace of God there go I because if I would have paid the consequence for everything I've ever done uh, my lot in life would not be anywhere close to where it is right now so uh, I believe that with all my heart but uh, Kevin's uh, a warrior yeah go ahead I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but Mr. Black, we're all victims to our environment. Yep. 
Whether Amen. it's a good environment, a bad environment, it affects us. The only thing we have yep. is our free will to make the decisions and, our, and, and change our paradigm to the best serving of our ability. Yep. And the greatest environment is our mental. It's our mind between the stimulus and the response. I mean, it's very clear. So, uh, yeah, when you staff, you see things you miss, you get back. Uh, and that, that's phenomenal. And by the way, you were part of, uh, you went through, what, eight months ago, nine months ago when you went through your class? Yes. Yeah, and a huge impact on you. And then so eight months later, your staff, and you saw we had seven people, one quit. And by the way, uh, uh, Mr. Williams is begging me to come back. We're going to have him in the August class in Vegas. He's begging to come back. He apologized. He's so sorry. He was scared. He didn't mean to quit. So he's actually coming back in August. Uh, But you saw... Yeah, the six people who stayed, every one of their lives changed. You saw that. And the outside as a leader, as a warrior, that's going to make you feel good to see you changing lives. I mean, that was a good feeling, wasn't it? Uh, it was amazing. It was really incredible to see the transformation of these people. Uh, the, 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 the five men were there. The one woman was there. They absolutely, every single one of them were night and day changes from when they got there to when they when they. It was just yeah. a really emotional uh, experience for myself. Yeah. It's powerful. I powerful. I, yeah, no, me too. I mean, I, I, that's why I tell people I can't do this training without going through it. I go every time I take a class through it, I go through it. So I always tell people, you know, I'm way more screwed up than you. You just do this class one time and then you can staff. I'm so screwed up. I have to do it every three weeks. That's how messed up I am. I have to do it every three weeks. God says, okay, you're never going to learn this thing. A 40 year loop around the desert, right? So uh, I want to talk the last, last couple of minutes we got here. You and I are creating a a new training. Uh, Our goal is to have our first one in February. It's called True Warrior. And and Kevin, you approached me about this. You said that God basically gave you a download. And and, and tell our listeners, what what are your thoughts about this training called True Warrior that were created? What what is it about? Why did you come up with this thought? Well, honestly, one day I was just praying uh, because I've always wanted to make a difference. And I was driving to uh, one of my jobs. And I just started getting a download while I was driving. I kept pulling over, writing things down, writing things down. And when I looked at the format of how it was done, it was absolutely genius. It wasn't something that I would have came up with. And it, was, it really formulates in a way that brings you through a process to make the most out of what God put inside you. It gives you the awareness. It gives you the, the, the laser focus of your mission, your strong, passionate why, the strategy, the people around you, the environment that you need to create for your success, how to execute these things, and how to live your life that you love to live. And it goes through this whole process. It's laid out for you and all. It's intense, yeah. but it's an amazing, amazing process, and it was God-sent. So I have to get it yeah. out there. And who better to do it that with than Mr. Black? Because he's incredible. Ah, uh, well, I appreciate that. Well, and one of the things, the center of it, we're going to start on the warrior will. Explain the warrior will to me. Can you do that a little bit? Is that something you can talk about, the warrior will? Sure. The warrior will is basically, um, it's a... It's an activity to create awareness. It shows you where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, to figure out what you need to work on and what you need to double down on, what your strengths are, what your passions are, so you can figure out how to navigate through life. Because everybody's not great at everything. And there's also some areas of your life that you need a little more attention. And this brings awareness, and this actually lets you see where you are. Because in this program, we're going to take you from where you are to exactly where you want to go. And that's one of the first steps to doing it is awareness. 
Yeah. And the cool thing is what, what I do a lot is I get people out of their head. You see that. I, I get them because people live too much in their head. And for most people, it's bitterness. It's uh, anger. It's resentment. They've been programmed that way by society, by the flesh, by the parents. Uh, and so we, we, I get people out of their head, that first class. Now, then we can get them back in. The cool thing about this true warrior training that we're creating together, we're going to deliver it together, uh, is it really a structure? That's what I see. You're actually, we're creating a structure. So now that someone's got the mindset of a warrior, because first you got the mindset and they got the heart of the warrior. Remember those two things we got to instill first. In the beginning of this training, we go into that. We first talk about the mindset of a, a warrior. You got to have the right mindset. If you're not, if your mind's not right, you're going to get slaughtered. You know this, Kevin. Uh, God had to get yeah. your mind right. And sometimes he uses pain. He uses pain. God has to break us. God has to get us attention. You know, God will tap us, tap us on the shoulder. He'll hit us in the head. He'll drop a house on us to get us our attention. Because as you said, some people are more thick skinned than others. But what we've designed, and a lot of this is from your structure, and we're putting it together, we're at the end stage of putting it together, is really an intellectual way, uh, a, a checklist. And I don't mean this in a negative way, a list to go through, not only to get your mind right and get your heart right, but now that you got your mind on of a warrior, you got the heart on of a warrior, now it's time to put the structure in place. And so that's what I love. And, and you go through beginning with the end of mind, you set up uh, uh, support networks of what a warrior needs, because even like King David, I was reading the, the listening to a book by Gene Edwards, The Tale of Three Kings. And even when King David was on the run, he needed those 500, 600. They were thieves. They were liars. They were, but he needed support. He needed people to help him where God had him. So I'm going to tell you, Kevin, I am so excited about this training and that first training uh, that we do in February. Keep a lookout for it. Hey, we're getting ready to wrap up the show, Kevin. As a warrior, uh, as an encouragement, what would you like to tell listeners who are listening right now? Just a, a, a good word for them today. Well, I just want to say that every single one of you out there have an amazing gift from God. Whether you're feeling down, whether you're feeling blue, whether you're feeling fed up and you want to give up, there's something about you that makes you amazing. That was God-given that you need to double down, triple down, quadruple down, delete and delegate all the things that you don't like to do and focus on the things that drive you passionately, that you're good at, that you can add value to others. And always look out for other people because it always comes back. Uh, and it's just an amazing thing when you're living in your power. So when you find that, don't ever let it go. Don't ever give up and keep on fighting the war in your fight. Amen. And if you need to find it, uh, you can go to Mr. Parker, Mr. Black, because uh, that's our job. That's what we do. Hey, brother, I'm so excited that we're walking together. I'm looking forward to the lives that we're going to impact. And, uh, yeah, you know, brother, we're, we're brothers in Christ and we're fellow warriors. So if anything I can do to help you out, you let me know. Okay, my friend? Always. Same here. Thanks again. All right, buddy. God bless you, Mr. Parker. Have a great day. God bless Ladies you. and gentlemen, if you're a warrior... We all need training. As my wife said, you know, they go to school for that stuff, you know. Constructs on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, 
go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.